Happy New Year! Hey, happy New Year! Hey, Jamie's on! Jamie's here. <laughs> Sausage, man. He's, a, he's always on. How's everyone going? Uh, I'm fucking tired, and I've had enough of life, and it's just all good, mate. I'm great! I'm, I'm still, <laughs> still sore. Nothing changed in the I'm last two sore. weeks, then. <laughs> Oh, I'm fucking still sore as well. I'm, I'm in about the same boat as Corin. Oh, there we go. Oh, 16 on. Yeah, but... My... 25. Fuck, she's jumping up now. All right. So, good evening, everybody. Welcome to a... Hello, Daniel. G'day, John. Hello, Mr. Kittle. <laughs> I love it how someone can look at me half-dressed, you with a fucking jumper and a cap on in the house and the jumper's on the cap. And Mert, well, Mert's just wearing a knife-making down-under hoodie and nothing else. Anthony Kittle comes on and says, Hi, wise men. Mate, we've got a following. <laughs> you know you've made it when you can just just do your shit and, and they think you're fucking good. Oh, well, they know we're good. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all good. Yeah. That's right. Something like that. Yeah. Why do I have this hoodie on my head, you ask? I hear you ask over and over time and time again. No pants here, Michael Crispin. Why? I got a mail call from Flinders Rangers Knives. There you go. New hoodie. Uh, yeah, well, I'm wearing pants. So if you're listening to this, um, mate. Oh, fuck. What happened to Mert? See you, Mert. <laughs> oh, oh. He just wanted to squib. Oh, that's there Cole. we go. No, that's Cole. Introducing, introducing our guest for tonight, we've got Cole Barrett. Only he doesn't have a camera. If he can get it together. He doesn't have a camera. Or apparently any audio. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear. We can hear you. Okay. You don't have a camera? <clears throat> I'm having some camera issues. Uh, it's all right, mate. Okay. I've seen you before. If you're using web browser, you've got to go through Chrome. Most likely. All right. I'll try Chrome. You can try that. Yeah. See you later. Come back. And then we got Mert and I'm back. Kaya, <laughs> keeping and Kaya's fucking barking his head off outside. He wants to come in the shed. You should it's, let him in your yeah. shed. You're just being mean. Right, then. It's All cold right, out there. I'm dog. gonna let him in. It's cold. If it's out, a right? typical dog, it's gonna want to come. You're gonna in. get a guest in the. Come on. I don't think I want to go out. No, he doesn't want to come in now. He's like, usually you don't let me in. What's the deal with this? No, he doesn't want to come in. He just right. wanted to get just you up. He just wanted to get you up. I appreciate yeah. that, the dog. <clears throat> All right, good. where are we at? So, uh, right, we have our usual plan, Keith. Uh, Kev, you got the you got the show plan there? Uh, no, I've got it here somewhere. <laughs> Someone got an idea what we're going to do? We are keeping, yeah, we're keeping track. We have a special being... guest. We have Mr. Cole shittiest, Barrett. The shittiest uh, produced podcast in Australia, if not the world, holding that title. And in conversation with you two, we discovered something about the podcast, didn't we? Yes, we did. It's been, it's been just over a year since we launched our podcast. We made it through a one whole fucking year, gentlemen. 
I can tell you right now, it does not feel like, to me anyway, it does not feel like one year. No. 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 To the listeners, from, it might feel from like that moment, 10 or 15. that moment on at Blade Show when we said, "Let's do a podcast and piss this fucker off to Mareko," <laughs> and Mareko was like, "Fuck you, Kev. Fuck you. We're going to do it. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you." And here we are, a year later. That's that's fairly significant. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. It's been pretty good. It's been fun, <clears throat> and the whole point about the whole thing um, was just to have a bit of fun. And I guess in this in this particular part of the year, 2020, um, I think we've sort of put a little bit of a, uh, a different track, a different spin on how things are, provide people with a little bit of lighthearted entertainment to break up the monotony. Uh, Matt, it feels like 10 years when I've been having you on board for about fucking eight months. <laughs> yeah. Mike Baz says it feels like 10 Good on you, Mike. Nice. <laughs> right. So, uh, we have ten months, bitches. We have what's been happening on. We've got Cole here. Cole, for those that don't know, let's do a bit of a quick, short introduction. Cole uh, works for Gamaco. Cole, when did you start with Gamaco? Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you. Just <coughs> yes, fine, Cole, mate. we can hear you fine. We can hear you great. Right, you all sound like robots to me. Really? I awesome. am a robot. Yeah. You. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's a problem on my end. Yeah. I started Thank working for Gamaco oh. on the 13th of September, 2000. Well, we overloaded the system and Cole has left the building. Cole's left the building and my camera's not no longer working. Do you guys remember when the NBN was coming out and we were going to get fibre to the house? And here we <laughs> fucking are, right? Ten years later, <laughs> they fucked it completely. You know... Can I just talk about infrastructure for a minute, right? Back in the 1800s, this country went, fuck it. Let's build a rail link to Dorigo. Nobody wants to go to fucking Dorigo, but they built that fucker anyway. All right? Here we are, 150 fucking years later. The new rail link is the NBN. And I don't have... Well, I've got internet, but fucking Kev... Look at that. Fuck, gone again. Fucking Cole, come back. Where are you? Jesus Christ almighty, I'm... Sorry for the blasphemy, Americans. I'm sorry about that. We don't talk like that normally in Australia. Uh, we we <clears throat> anyway. Never mind. I'm fucking over it. Fucking over. We're in we're in the 21st century, and I'm using I've tethered my bloody Wi-Fi to my phone hotspot because I get better internet through my phone than I do through our home internet. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yep. Matt, Matt's just lapping it up down in his workshop where everything happens. Anyway, we, we we were just introducing Cole Barrett, who's a Gamaco employee, and Cole has disappeared, but that's okay. Um, most people that are listening will know Cole from the group buys and the other um, pages that Gamaco put up and for his inclusions into conversations regarding steel, where he is extremely biased and we'll tell you that CPM CPM something or other stainless is the one and only steel that you should buy. And we'll get we'll we'll talk to Cole about that a little bit more and get his his view on the best carbon steel to use. He could be coming back right now. Yeah, we've got a little bit of action at the station. There. Oh, and he's got a camera. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Happy days. That's better. We can see you now. It's a bit fragmented. No, it's still better than it was. 
So, Cole, when did you start with Gamma K? You got halfway yeah. through your sentence. September 13th, uh, 2018. There you go. Two Pretty years good. almost. Two years. Almost, two years. almost two years. Jesus, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not going to be a party and cake, you know that, don't you? <laughs> I've been there yeah, twenty. COVID, I, I've been there twenty years. Nothing, nothing's ever happened. So it seems like you only get a party at Gamico when you leave. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We celebrate the good things. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time they occur. Most of the time, from what I understand, they occur when you've gone. Everyone else has the party. Oh, that's yeah. not well. Sometimes it has, but yeah, that's not often. Yeah, that's um, you know. Gamaco is one of those places. Um, I started there myself, in, and this isn't about me, but I, I started there on the 2nd of February, 1999. So I think I would have got less for murder, but it's all good. Um, so, Cole. Someone on Facebook user was saying, that's that's their birthday, the September the 13th. So, oh. mm. yeah. Whose birthday? I am very fond of 3V. You are? Yes. No joke. We, we intend to hear all about that today. So, yeah, look, if you've, if, you've rung, if you've rung, oh, yeah, here we go. Show us what you got. No, I think he's going to cycle through a few. I've changed colour. Oh, I've seen that one. That's got Sorry. those nice bolts holding it together, and I don't even know what they're called. What are they called? Those well, bolts? they're pivot barrels for folding knives, but they work pretty good as handle fasteners. But um, there you go. we've got some better ones now. We've got Golso bolts. Oh, yeah, that's true. Bolts. He knows all about this shit. I, I, I grew up with Corby's. No, I don't know about this Golso shit. It's all technical. So it's all it's all new. Yeah, new um so welcome to our podcast, Cole. We were just saying before that Thank you for we, having me. We've, we've just reached a milestone ourselves somewhere on the line. We've gone over the twelve month mark, so we've done a lot of podcasts in that time. Well a lot of pubcasts, more to the point. It's been a few. I think it's over thirty episodes. I, yeah, I really we're, we're only started listening with the podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah most people I listened did to a few of the early podcasts, <laughs> but only started listening when you you started doing it live. Yeah, I got yeah. yeah much more entertaining live. It is actually I get much. Drink. And with the podcast, yeah, that was the only way we could make an editable. Yeah, I'm not going back to be pre pre doing it live. There was too much stuff to be cut out. <laughs> Every week, I got over it. So yeah, Merck controls himself heaps better when he's got a fucking camera pointed at him. Don't look at me like that, I was, I was saying whatever you say in this podcast can and will be used against you. <laughs> so how do I know? Because the other day I got a text message from Corin. There's a little folder. It says lullaby. I opened up. It's the fucking lullaby I sang in. Well, there you go. It was a good lullaby. See? Tell you what, yeah. I've got on the screen, it's still only 18 viewers. We're broadcasting on six platforms now. Uh, so we've actually got over 60 viewers. So um, on the platform that you're on, you'll see how many we are on. But if you flick through the, the six platforms, most there's mostly Facebook and there's one YouTube channel that it's live on. You'll see we've got about 60 people listening tonight, which is a pretty good result. Pretty normal. <clears throat> we get about 1,000 listens an episode, which we're pretty happy with. So... When we get round to loading them up, don't talk to me about that. I'm catching up slowly. Uh, Barry Gardner's one, I think, which just went up. So that gives you an idea how far behind we are. That's not too bad, actually. 
no, no. And no. we missed last we missed last week, and you know, I had a lot of people sending me messages crying. How they had to spend time with their family and yeah, no, drinking that. on their own and staring at a blank computer <laughs> screen. All right. It's just lovely to know that we have such an impact on All these on people have joined us tonight to, to hear Cole's side of the story. So most of them have probably... No, shut the fuck up, Kev. Most of them have probably, have probably um, spoken to Cole if you've bought anything from Gamaco Artists and Supplies that involved a phone call, or you may have got help and advice from him online. Um, and so he's always on there doing his bit. He's a big contributor to the industry outside of Gamaco as well as inside. So, yeah, we're very happy to have you on today. Cole, where did you grow up? Where are you from, mate? Can you hear me? That's all robots speak to me. I didn't hear a word. He said, where did you grow up? Oh my fucking Where God. Where did you I might have to try a different up. internet connection. Yeah, all right. I'll tell you what. Go on to your usual oh, Gamaco data. Does that work where you are? Gamaco data. Oh, he doesn't no. have Gamaco data yet. Fuck. No, Wait it just up. never got back to me. Yeah, all right. I'll send you a text message with the questions. Fucking technology. Go, NBN. No, it's better now. It's better now. It's fine now. It's right. fine. Go ahead. Where'd you grow up? Oh, okay. Where are you from? What's but, your background? Tell us about where you grew up as a little Cole Barrett boy running around. It's not better. <laughs> it's really not fucking better. <laughs> oh, right, how about uh, now? Right, we can hear well, now. We, Just don't we can move. Hear you. Stand yeah, on one answer leg. Answer question why we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> can you hear us? Right. I, yeah, I can hear you. You sound like robots a moment ago, but you're okay now. All right. Do we do we persevere? I think we should. We we'll have one more go at this. Over to you. So, did you hear right. the question? <laughs> no. Where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Blue Mountains. I've lived in the Blue Mountains my whole life. So for all those people that don't know anything about the Blue Mountains because they live in South Australia or Flinders Ranges or, or whatever, tell us Sweet. about the Blue Mountains. So the Blue Mountains is west of Sydney, uh, about an hour west of Sydney. You get to the Blue Mountains. Um, I've always lived in Falkenbridge or Springwood or... Blacksland, which are the, the mid-mountains. You go higher up, you get to the famous famous parts like the Three Sisters up in Katoomba. Um, it's a pretty well, – it's not quite rural. It's not quite suburban. It's a bit in between, uh, just about all the all the houses and all the streets around here back onto bushland. So uh, out my back gate, there's, there's endless bush. So are you on the south side of the highway or north side? South. South, so you're back onto the Cox's catchment, Warragamba, that area. Probably. Yeah, you do. It's all right. <laughs> He's only lived there the whole time. Don't ask complicated <laughs> questions. Fuck, sorry, dude. All right, yeah, so the Blue Mountains is a pretty epic place, and it's it's pretty funny because it took, from the time that they settled in Sydney to the time when they finally got across the Blue Mountains was 25 years. So there you go. It's um, It's a pretty mm. interesting place and very hard to get across, very hard to navigate uh, around there. I, I went on a uh, rock climbing trip with some friends and we stayed in Blackheath, which has to be the worst, coldest, most desolate place in the world at that time of year. 
but we actually went and saw the place where they did the first crossing of the Blue Mountains for the postal cars and, you know, saw where they chipped out the channels and stuff. And my initial thoughts were, how the fuck did they get a horse and cart up here? Well, it's it's not a it's not it's, a nice pathway. It's actually that that's probably um, Cox's Road and the original Cox's Pass that ran down off Mount York. That that road yeah. was so steep that to get the carts down was the problem. Getting them up, they just used bullocks and they drove them up. But getting them down, they actually would cut a tree at the top of the hill and drag the tree down the hill as a break. All right, because there's no way to break the yeah, carts right. effectively. So what at the end of um, by the time Darwin came through, he wrote in his journal, I was, I've been a guide up the mountain. So, but by the time Darwin came through, there was a pile of trees at the bottom of the mountain that looked like an epic bonfire of all these trees that everyone had dragged down left at the bottom. So there you go. Top of the yeah, hill. No, it was pretty amazing. Like, yeah. Now that you mention it, going down would have been worse than going up. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I hope we can still hear Cole. I, just hope he's turned off his camera. Yeah, we can and, hear him. yeah good. All right. So yeah, I can hear you guys. I'm just going to improve my internet by going for a long walk. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Don't don't go too far into the bush. My wife always says go for a long oh. walk off a high cliff. But anyway, Blackheath, Blackheath, Kevin. Sorry, Blackheath. What did I call it? I don't know. Black death. Black cold. You said we went up there. Around here we call it Bleakheath. Yeah, Bleak, yeah. We went up there. Oh, Bleakheath. Yeah, that's what he's written. Um, We had 180 millimetres of rain in three days that we were camping there. And we had to get out and do channels around our tents. And we all had our personal little protection moat. It was kind of funny. (laughs) So for for the Americans, that's um, um, how much did you say? 180? 180. 180. Yeah. So what's that? Seven inches. Seven inches. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, well, let's split hairs, Mert. Jesus Christ, man. You've got to correct me on everything, don't you? Yeah. Fuck. He lived in America. He did, yeah. He knows his inches. He's qualified to correct you. I've been he saying mine's inches. seven and a half for years, but my wife reckons six. But anyway. Um, where are we at? Nice so anyway, in the Blue Mountains, we're notorious for having absolutely terrible internet. He's going to freeze. He's going to die. You understand what we're putting this man through? It's cold out there. So walking walking away from my home has improved my internet connection. I can see and hear you all fine now. Oh, climbing oh, up awesome. that mountain. Excellent. Climbing up the mountain. Yeah. He's going to get lost. Yeah, you've got to climb on top of the mountain to get a good internet connection. Well, funny you should oh. say that because our next guest in a few weeks, not not our next one, but in a few weeks, if it, if it comes to plan, literally has to drive up a mountain to do it. So you'll be the first, you've beat him to it. You've taken his thunder. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so you grew up around the mountains in the bush and stuff, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, how were knives involved in that childhood? Well, I can remember, um, it's probably about five years old, standing in a news agent with my mother and I used to have those uh, displays just like a cardboard hang up thing that have those little two blade slip joints stuck on them in little elastic bands and nagging my mother until she bought me one I remember them yeah so that would have been my first knife there you go little uh little and then folder. I was probably around the age of like 10 or so when I got my first Swiss army knife <laughs> with a saw on it the saws on those things are amazing they are but yeah. were you disappointed to learn that the steel wasn't 3V? 
at the time, I was in a in a army disposal store once, and I overheard the guy behind the counter saying that Swiss Army knives were made with the best steel. He didn't say what they were made of, but it was the best steel. So it was at that point I thought, well, you could improve all knives by making them with the same steel that Swiss Army knives are made from. Man, he's whatever that steel is, whatever it is, it's the best steel. So obviously you should make everything from it. So why don't you make great big, great big survival knives and machetes and swords from that steel? Mm. There's only only limited amount because it's the best steel. Exactly, and it's a guy behind the counter in a disposal store. So obviously he knows what he's talking about. Fuck it, fuck it. Haven't we come a long way since then? We don't. You should do a bulk buy. You should do a bulk buy of that steel. I, I do already. <laughs> I just don't invite you. Um, okay. <laughs> I know, rough, isn't it? So that was his first knife. I had, yeah, right. So, so that was the one you nagged your mother to buy, which is fair enough, because you were ten and everything. What was the first one you saved up and bought for yourself with your own money? Oh, he's walked too far. <laughs> Turn around, He's... Cole. Turn around. <laughs> Shit, a brick. <laughs> He's gone. That is kind of funny. So let's just put on a checklist. Find that. Find a guest who has a reliable internet. Everyone, just go and have a cup of tea. Oh, here we go. No, it's coming back. It's, it's coming back in. Just let me add that. Look at that. Ah, oh, we got him back. Look at the swirly line. The swirly line of death. We need to sacrifice free virgins to get an internet connection tonight. Shocking. Yeah, crazy. This is this is COVID that's causing this. It's all those people in Melbourne that are just like stuck at home, gone apeshit stir crazy. Taking up the band with the whole of Australia. And all the... Yeah, well, all very selfish. Right, here he is. He's back again. He's back again. <laughs> that's the one, Jamie. High Street in Penrith is still there. There you go. See, Jamie grew up there as well. Which says a lot. Sausage Man. Sausage Man and Cole. See, Jamie was in there one day, and the guy behind the counter was telling Jamie how all knives are the best steel. You were there together. That was Jamie. <laughs> so what was the first knife you bought for yourself with your own saved pennies? It was one of those horrendous hollow-handle survival knives. <laughs> one of the ones with the um, yeah. the liquid-filled compass in the end. Fuck yeah. No, they've got a little capsule with, with uh, matches and, and fishing line and fish hooks and sinkers. I threw mine out it a few was, years um, ago. Stupid. Should have kept it. <laughs> and that, that was a knife that made me realize how shit different steels can be. So I remember I took that down the bush and I was just chopping some little limbs off, off branches. And then I looked at the edge of it and the edge was, was like a, a, a wiggly ribbon. So yeah. it definitely wasn't made out of the same steel that the Swiss Army knives are. My one was no, my, no, there is no one, nice. no way in the world I could have bent the edge on my one. My one had behind the edge was probably about four mil thick, just behind the edge, with a bevel on it like this. <laughs> Fuck grass. I reckon my one was unhardened mild steel. Yeah, quite probably. Could mine be. was camo though, so that made it even more better. It was a weird camo though. It was like a desert camo. Hmm. Look at Kev on his phone. So, Cole. Yeah. Cole, how did you decide? How did you, you get into making knives from the early stages of collecting knives to saying, fuck it, I want to make my own? How did that happen? Well, watching 
movies as as a child and as a as a young person. Um, you see loads of cool knives and cool swords in particular in movies. So I started making miniature swords out of nails. And my father had this uh, slab of, of steel, like hardened steel, a little anvil. It's about the size of a house brick. And I'd just take any old like bullet head nail and bash it and cold forge it with a hammer until I flattened it out and it formed a, a blade shape and then sit there for hours on end with a, with a whetstone with no lubricant typically, just sharpening on it dry to shape it. And I ended up with quite a collection of all these different little little swords, miniature versions of swords I've seen in movies, like um, long swords from Highlander, katanas, little rapiers and things like that, little scimitars, all just forged out of, out of nails uh, with little guards on them made from Milo tin lids, usually just with a cotton-wrapped handle, something like that. Uh, the earliest ones I did just had had little lashed-on, um, tiny little nail cross guards, but but I got better at making cross cards out of out of sheet metal from things like Milo tins. After that, and shaping the bullet head end of the nail into a pommel. Um, I don't have any of them anymore, but in my mind, they were all pretty awesome. They all look pretty pretty good. Like they came out just the way I wanted them to. Where um, are they now? But after, I, I don't know. Lost in a move at some point, I think. Ah, oh, that's but, um, like a title of a TV show. Where are they now? The funny lost thing, in a move. Yeah. The funny thing <laughs> is, miniatures can sometimes sell for as much as the full thing. So, depending on the quality yeah. of the miniature, I mean, I've paid I've paid twice for a miniature what I paid for a for a fucking real mm. life once. <clears throat> but I I started making them from bigger and bigger nails. And then I realized, hey, I can just cold forge, hammer out this nail. And at that time, I didn't really understand why you, you, you need to heat up your metal to, to move it better and stuff like that. Um, so I, I couldn't do that even if I wanted to. So I started hammering out great big nails, the biggest nails I could find, to flatten them out and form a blade and then hand sharpen them, <laughs> hand polish them, grind them. Um, Did, until your I came to Did your nails ever get as big as railroad spikes? never quite that big so i made a couple out of nails and then i moved up to using um a, a tine i cut off a garden implement you know a, a oh, cultivator yeah. it's sort of halfway between a rake and a hoe yep. they've got mm. three or, or five clawed prongs on them but i hacksawed a tine i hacksawed a tine off one of those and uh and this is when i was probably about I don't know, 12 years old and and while the family was out uh, we had a, a potbelly stove that I that I got going as 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 hot as it could. I'd put a, a wire on the end of this tine and dangle it in the potbelly stove, pull it out and run out to the shed and hammer it on this little anvil um, to straighten it out and then flatten it. And then then I realised it was much quicker if I just brought that anvil inside and put it directly on the floorboards and bash the crap out of it there. Um, you know, it saves you a lot of heat from having to run outside to the shed. That's a so it made plan. a tremendous racket. Yeah. So how many houses did you burn um, down? About a quarter of one. <laughs> oh, really? Or fucked up the floor no. from unrelated <laughs> incident. The unrelated <laughs> incident. <laughs> but I managed to, to forge it out and flatten it into a blade. And I don't have this knife anymore either, but it'd be interesting to, to get to find it and, and look at it just to see what it how it actually turned out like. But 
it even I put um I just found some scrap wood like skirting from from, from housing um, that I pinned on as scales. And I, and I sharpened up the blade. I even put partial serrations on it because that was the style at the time. So I had a like a one-third serrated section down at the bottom of the blade. Um, and I was pretty pleased with that. I think I made a sheath for it out of out of wood as well. But then I actually awesome. went into the bush and used it, and it could cut wood. It could cut wood okay. But then when I um, – like any, any sort of impact with rocks – would just roll the edge and deform the edge. So it wasn't really hardened properly. Um, and that's basically when I gave up on trying to make knives for probably a couple decades because I realized I just didn't have the right tools or materials to make the sort of knife I wanted to make. I didn't want to make any knife. I wanted to make a good knife. And without the right steel, without the right tools to, to work it, um, but that was a bit of a a waste of energy, a waste of effort to, to spend that time making something all by hand that just wasn't, wasn't up to performing the way I wanted it to. No, fair enough. Fair enough. And I think a lot of people yeah. share that sentiment. They get into it. Well, I know it's true for Mert. It's true for me. And it's probably true for Kev that we got into knife making to make something better than what we had or could get, you know? Yeah. 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 So. Thank and, and whether we ever achieve that, I don't know. But we've had a lot of fun trying, haven't we? Let's be honest. So, Yeah. But that's what got me back into knife making later in life is I've bought loads of knives from different companies, um, outdoors knives primarily from companies like Essie and, and Boosie. And I bought a couple more Boosie knives recently. Um, but also Bark River. Bark River make fantastic knives. But none of them were ever quite exactly what I wanted. I thought they all had areas they could be drastically improved on. Um, and knife making something I was still fascinated by all those years. I'd, I'd still collect blade magazine. I'd still go to blade forums, uh, occasionally go to the, the Australian knife forums and just read about knife making, uh, blade forums, especially I've spent countless hours lurking on blade forums, reading about knife making and different steels and heat treatment long before I ever actually got into making knives myself. Um, so when I actually got into it, you know, I knew what I wanted to do and what I wanted to make. It's just a matter of working my way up to the level to working with the tools and materials uh, that I needed to get the results I wanted. No, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, yeah we all, uh, I guess we all have that, that thing in common. Most of the people listening will feel the same way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, all good. Kev? Yes. Me, I'm just opening up my little questionnaire. So, I thought that's um, what you were doing. What was the first knife that you bought out of the money that you saved yourself? Fucking mate? hell, Kev, you're not paying. No, any just kidding. We've just done that. <laughs> just kidding. Jesus Christ! All oh, right. So, have you had any interest where having a knife, whether it's your own knife or your Swiss Army knife, has has come in handy? Were you ever involved in like the Scouts or something like that? Yeah, I was I was in the in the Boy Scouts, um, the Cub Scouts, and then the the proper Scouts. Uh, it was around that time period that I had started buying folding knives out of my own money. Uh, back then, liner locks had just come were just coming into into fashion, um, so I had a pretty decent liner lock collection around that time. Uh, but but later on, um, yeah, some of the some of the first knives that I really liked that I thought were actually really good were some of the, the early uh, 
Benchmade and Spyderco um, lockbacks and liner locks. And my favorite folding knives to this day are still uh, Benchmade folding knives because they, they have the best locking mechanism, in my opinion, the axis lock. So when I get around to making a second folding knife, I've made a, a slip joint. I only made one slip joint so far, but I'd like to someday come to making uh, folding knives with axis locks on them because um, the patent on the axis lock is also expired now as far as I know, so anyone can make them. You don't need benchmade permission. Oh, that's all right. Don't have to pay them any royalties to do it as opposed to having a yeah. hole in your blade where you have to pay someone for that. <laughs> I think I think the, the going rate for putting a hole in your blade is pretty, pretty reasonable if you go through Spyderco. You make something yeah, like 10 right. a year for a small fee. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but later like, on, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, no, but later on, I came to it to appreciating fixed blades more, uh, in no small part because you can batten them through a log of wood without buggering your lock mechanism, um, and that's when I started buying things like uh, Becker, uh, Becker from K Bar, and Essie fixed blade knives, and then onto to Bark River knives and and uh, Boosie knives. So, what was the ones you showed me the other day? They were Boosie, weren't they? Yeah, they were Boosie. They were some brand new ones from Boosie. Yeah, made so to order. Cole, Cole collects knives as well, so he buys knives from all over the world. And, and he showed me two that he picked up in the States. And frankly, Cole, you should have bought custom. But anyway, if you like them, mate. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I bought them to satisfy my curiosity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair call. Fair call. All right, so let's have a little yeah. bit of some, a little bit of a look at some of Cole's um, stuff. And Cole, would you like mm. to explain a bit about your style? I'll go back a bit and we'll have a look. Well, I'm kind of split between two two major areas of interest. One is just making sort of rugged, um, no nonsense outdoors knives, uh, things with micarta handles, uh, G10 handles, um, other composite materials. And the other is making... Is that MG42? <laughs> that is MG42. That was me. 7.92 1,200 rounds a minute. What happens if you yes. put me and Cole in Las Vegas? <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, <laughs> the that was fun. That <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Talk about your knife stuff. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Damascus, Damascus handgun. Turtle. Fort right, it's in Fort Worth, is, Texas. Is that, is that handle material? Are you picking handled material from a turtle? He was, yeah. He's yeah, collecting uh, that, that tortoise tortoiseshell. Shell. Tortoiseshell makes really beautiful scales on on little slip joints. And so that it fish does. in your hand is obviously for your sheaths. Oh, no, I was catch and release. That's in this little <laughs> tiny creek on the side of a road in Texas. That's so yeah, cool. right. I used to carry this little Altoids tin with me everywhere. I used to have it in my pocket or a little little pouch. Which contains um, a couple rolls of, of like eight meters of uh, two or three kilogram test fishing line, and these tiny little tiny little uh, spade hooks that don't even have an eyelet on them. They're so small. And wow. you know, if you ever find yourself next to a body of water, you can just catch a grasshopper or a worm and, and chuck it in and see what's biting. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, I have to pull about ten of those little green green sunfish out of that tiny creek in Texas. Why not? He was stuck there with bad weather or something, weren't you? You couldn't get on a flight, so yeah. So the flight was cancelled. So I, I stayed there another day, um, and yeah, I'm I'm quite happy to have my flight cancelled anytime I'm in Texas to get an extra day there. Um, <laughs> no doubt you yeah, are. Really enjoyed it there. 
So that's just a little EDC. I make a lot of those nowadays, like just a small uh, practical little little fixed blade that you could carry in a pocket pocket sheath and, and forget that it's there. So Cole's when you say small, Cole, yeah. when you say small, what size blade are you talking about? Three inch. Yeah, typically three inch. That one's that one's probably. I don't know if I specify the um, length there, but it's it's probably about eighty five mil long. Yeah, yeah right. little, like, it's out of two point yeah. seven mil thick nitro V. Yeah, a little bird yeah. and trout, something like that. Yeah, um, but I really like making knives that size with bolsters nowadays. Um, that's one of my favorite designs: peen textured or satin finished bolsters. But as I was yeah, saying, nice. I'm I'm kind of torn between making like the most rugged, dependable outdoors knife whether it's a camp knife or a chopper or a survival knife um what have you or bushcraft knives or, or little edcs and making really elaborate um frame tang uh buoys and daggers and things like that uh with with coined liners um firework <clears throat> that sort of stuff i really enjoy um it takes forever but i think it's well worth the effort um i really like uh aaron wilburn's work if if no one, if anyone watching isn't familiar with Aaron Wilburn, look him up on on Instagram. His work is absolutely incredible. He's a master smith that makes a lot of buoys yeah. and daggers, uh, mostly in Damascus or or W two carbon steels with with uh, wrought iron guards and and frames and spaces and fittings, um, brass or oh, sorry bronze or nickel silver liners and spaces uh, and quite often with with really uh textured characterful stag antler handle scales um his work's absolutely incredible so i kind of aspire to make stuff uh similar to that level of um complexity but i really like using the high-end stainless steels um for all of my blades high-end stainless and tool steels yeah yeah absolutely yeah nice yeah, many many a bar of very thick uh, CPM steel gets bought in and never released to the customers. Believe me. So, <laughs> so um, the uh, this is this grinder here. That's a that's one of the original little buddies. That's yeah, yeah. That's the old LB one thousand Wilmot grinder. Um, yeah. I bought that from Gamaco in I think probably some point in two thousand fifteen, maybe two thousand sixteen. Where that was when we were um, stocking. Um, would have been when we were stocking them because that's when they went to the, the, the metal wheels on them after I got the, yeah. the plastic ones. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the wheels on that one held up for about three years before I replaced them with another set of metal wheels. Oops. You um, grind a lot though. And in this case, this belt here, you're talking actually about using um, – you tried out a new 60 grit green ceramic belt for the bevels. It's meant to be good for grinding titanium. I know what that is. <laughs> That'd be a necro reaper. That would be a necro, a necro reaper. reaper. A necro reaper. So last week I told you what they wouldn't let me call it. So we called it a necro reaper. And they all said that was a cool name because necro, but it's actually because. Well, no, you're not allowed to say it. Okay. It's still fucking hilarious, though, even if you don't know. Yeah, I'm sure most I'm, I'm sure most of our deviant listeners will understand. They'll figure it out. Why it's called the Necro Reaper? Yeah, they grind stiff yeah. and cold. Anyway, it's let's go. Nothing to do um, with neck knives. So there's uh, a um, first time crimping a foil packet. Oh, there we go. Cole, Cole does our heat treating at work. We'll miss that. Yeah. And um, here's another one of his. He's trying out some of the rogue resin from. Um, 
It's from, uh, Maverick. from Maverick, the yeah. combat abrasive distributors. Yeah, we've um, we brought in a whole bunch of stuff, polishers, eh? So from Maverick, oh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got stacks and stacks of polishing gear, like the beautiful... Um, yeah, like 10 different polishing compounds. Yeah, all the highest luster stuff. No longer is it just brown and green and white and stuff. Now we've got this, the pink one. I don't know if I've probably said it on the podcast. Someone asked me the other day, how do you get a good finish on stabilized timber? That pink compound, man, fucker. Yeah. And it's yeah. loose leaf wheel with a pink compound. Yeah. It's not like, exactly. It's not like those, um, like if you put a handle finish on stabilized timber, then the finish wears off and it just goes back. But if you polish the timber, it's like, it's polished, you know? Yeah. It's, it's freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely prefer using finishes that you can touch up easily. Uh, rather than that leave a layer on the surface that can be damaged and, and expose what's underneath. Uh, much easier yeah, to, finish, uh, to touch up a finish that's you know, oil-based or just polish-based. Yep. There we go. There's a nice so we one. had a question, Cole. Yeah, we had a question um, from one? Facebook user. That one. Yep. Speaking of fashion, uh, he'd like to ask Cole what thing you see coming into fashion at the moment whether it's tools, materials, knife styles, whatever? That's a really good question. Well, we know we know those Sri Lankan cleavers are popular. Serbian. And we know... <laughs> Shittest knives in the world. <laughs> cleavers, they're popular. Siberian cleavers. <laughs> I was talking to a, I was talking to a maker today, and he was saying um, he was saying that he, he makes them all the time, and he's most popular knife. People buy him. Yeah, he said yeah, I'm not going to be yeah. I'm not going to be a snob about I it. I don't like him. But the ads for them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then they yeah, like, buy like them. for ads for mass produced ones. They're they're very popular. Yeah. Yes. So that people want to buy them, well, fuck, make them. I mean, I. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. Well, no. If people want to buy them, they can buy them off someone that's not me because I don't want to make them. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> Depends on. Yeah. The, the There's maker. Plenty, plenty of them to go around. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The other stuff that's popular, um, stuff like that's in this knife, like we brought in a shipment of – Well, we're not um, talking to you. Oh, well, I'm just looking at this knife. We're not interviewing you. We're interviewing Kyle. Oh, I'll shut up then. So that's some layered G10. I honestly no, don't I'm see people using that much layered no, G10. I'm looking at the pins. That's what I'm looking at. Those um, carbon fiber yeah, pins. Carbon fiber. Oh yeah, carbon yeah. fiber pins are cool. We brought heaps like of them. If you use those on, on black black micarta, um, especially black linen micarta, your pins basically disappear. Like on knives I've made with those um, carbon fiber pins, I've had so many people pick up a knife and say, "How how are the handle scales held on?" And say, "Look a bit closer," you know, because they're basically invisible. Beautiful. Yep. I had a um, I had got a hunter in the workshop. And it's really dark, gidgy, and I've used six three mil carbon fiber pins. And the bloke picked it up the other day, and he couldn't see the pins. And he's like, "Oh, have you done hidden pins on this?" And I'm like, "No, take a closer look, mate." I mean, they sort of stood out, but obviously not enough. Yeah. You can lying. find them if you know they're there to go and look for them. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Look at that. That's magnificent. Yeah. So yeah, Cole, I'll just take that. Yep take that comment down so cole's work he's just been accepted into the guild as a probationary member and i don't think there'll be too much issue um with him passing his full membership in due course it couldn't be far off cole that yeah go, yeah you i've can still go for that. got a paper at tang which i haven't done before 
Yeah, I'm sure you'll manage. So, yeah, right. Call, speak, speaking of the guild membership, can you tell, tell us about the knife that you submitted? Everybody is submitting knives in the guild, but you, you chose a very hard and finicky way of making knife. Well, I haven't submitted that one yet. That one's a trial run for one I, I do plan on submitting, which will be a knife made from mild steel. And um, strictly speaking, it won't be mild steel by the time I'm done with it because I, I did a trial you, you run. Much on the car, you, you're carburizing the steel. You're carburizing. Yeah. So. After, after doing that, I can see how, how amazingly utilitarian a way of making steel that is. Um, it leaves you with uh, like a very hard but very tough blade that can withstand a lot of deformation. And all it takes is some mild steel. Yeah. So basically, um, did you did you want to talk about the process you used to do it? Yeah. So it's a process I've, I've read about several times, especially uh, for people. It's similar to the process for color case hardening, which is a process I thought was very interesting and looks pretty cool. But you're taking your your mild steel, heating it to say a thousand degrees thereabouts. Uh, in a, in a sealed environment with a source of carbon and exposing it to that, that source of carbon for an extended period of time at that temperature, it, it's actually the carbon dioxide that, um, that does the job, infuses that carbon into the steel and turns it into carbon steel, from mild steel to carbon steel. The longer you leave it at that t at, um, in that environment and the hotter you get it, the deeper and faster that carbon will penetrate. And I don't have any good information on um, what sort of carbon percentage you're going to end up in that skin. But in the process I, I used, I believe I had it up at around uh, 1,000 degrees, uh, just over, for I think it was about an hour, 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. And at the end of that, I had about uh, point, point 0.6, I think it was point 0.3 of a millimeter of penetration, I think it was, so from both sides yeah. at the edge. Yeah, the actual carbon in the edge was about uh, was about a few millimeters back, um, but you can you can take a piece of mild steel and grind it like really thin, and then after the carburizing, you'll have um, three, four, five millimeters of depth of hard carbon steel. It's almost like doing it like a, like a um, like the way you'd make your your samurai sword with a softer iron core and the hard steel jacket except without all the forging, um, instead of putting, you know, making a, a hot dog bun and, and putting a hot dog of, of, of softer steel in the center of that and forge welding it all together and drawing it out to get your hard, hard steel edge with a soft core, you're just taking a completely soft piece of steel and carburizing it to put hard steel on the outside and at the edge and, and leaving that, that soft shock absorbing steel in the center. So yeah, it's called process called case hardening. And, um, it, it, did you ever measure the hardness when you were done? No, I've still got that blade. Um, I'll bring it in next time we get a delivery of hardness testers and, uh, and and run a hardness test on it, or you can take it home and do it on yours. I don't have one at my place. Um, but I, I, I did water quench that blade. Um, and, yeah, it, was, it came out with a couple warps in it because I, I hadn't um, quenched it very evenly. I'd basically dropped it out of the foil pack into a, a bucket of water uh, so it had a few warps, but it was super easy to straighten because it's got a soft, oh, a yeah. soft iron core. Um, it's only the the edges that are that are hard and springy. It was yeah. So I love that that process. Yeah. 
But that, that recipe for that process that I used, I forget the exact ratios. I, I think I ended up um, not using the recipe that I was trying to use, but it was a matter of using uh, charcoal made from leather. And I'm not sure why you use leather, and I'm not sure why they use bone charcoal in, in color case hardening. It might be something to do with nitrogen or, or calcium content. Um, but, yeah, charcoal from, from leather, um, charring leather is pretty easy. You just need a tin and you poke a hole in it and, and you cook it until stuff stops coming out of the tin. Um, and table salt, just regular table salt and some flour as a binder, just mixing it up with some um, water until it's, till it's a stiff consistency and wrap it around until you've got a, a black sausage with a blade on the inside. And honestly, the hardest part of that whole process was drying it out um, fast enough to, to satisfy my curiosity. So I was sitting there with a heat gun um, huh. accelerating the drying process because I was pretty anxious to see what happened when I when I carburized it. But it worked, it worked really well. It's very easy to do. So for all those people that come across some random lump of steel on the ground and they pose the question to, to one of the groups on Facebook, hey, is this any good to make a knife out of? The answer is yes. You just need to carburize it. No, the answer is no. Buy from Gamaco. Yes, and speaking speaking of Gamaco, <laughs> speaking of Gamaco, and because you didn't get enough of him all day, I think we'll probably call this. Um, Knife maker. Jimmy, what's going on? Gamaco Artisan Supplies. Knife making down under podcast. So here's a word from our sponsor. I just keep thinking that is the shittest Kinder surprise ever. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder they banned them. (laughs) Really rude. I love that Kinder surprise. Hi, Tim. How you going, mate? You bastard. Uh, where's your soccer? Oh my gosh, I've got the freaking milk. Don't worry, Timmy. Timmy, it's fine. No, no, nothing no, to prove, mate. The There's no peer pressure this here, son. This is the bit. What are we doing tonight? This is the bit. The milk. Lord almighty. I have I have chicks now. You have what? Yeah, chicks dig it. I have chicks now. How that's, we all that's the, that's the only way he gets the chicks. Yeah, that's it. That's the only way. He's <laughs> not the only guy I know that buys chicks. I can't believe that you come to no, the kitchen. No. You came downstairs because I thought your parents would have had you living in the basement. <laughs> Who's that? Another human? It's another human. Good day. It's another human. This has got nothing to do with G'day. us. We don't. This is. He's an adult now. He's this responsible. What? This is sponsored. 100%. I'm putting this on the marketing budget. Right. What have we got? <laughs> Milk. Oh. Okay, Tim. Gamaco Artisan Supplies is a fantastic supplier of all products, knife making related, as well as other art and craft inspired things. What have Artisan Supplies got for us at the moment? Well,. Paul and I uh, fixed up the TNF two two three three today, which was a uh, oh, excuse me, that's a two three 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 P. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, 
Yeah, don't worry about that. So that was fun. We got that. We'll, we'll post it up. We, we both got a bit sunburnt. Oh, man. Um, what else? The bulk buy is running good. If you don't, if you're not in that, get in that because honestly, the deal on those belts is insane. And oh, they you are, mean the belt? You mean the Reaper belt bulk buy? Oh yeah, the Reaper belt bulk buy. I walked it's, walked out the back today, and a pallet of belts has come in. We've got the stickers, and it's all going to go out. So that's going to start oh, shipping I tomorrow. Six, I want some six stickers. You better be sending six stickers with it. We're sending you. You'll get the stickers. Yeah, you'll I get some good stickers. stickers. You want Sweet. the stickers? <laughs> what about what about the other thing that I've seen on your bulk buy page, which seems to have just gone mad? And you're going to have a pallet of books. Oh man, that was crazy. Here we go. Well, I'll put that away, Mert. Mert, Mert can have his <laughs> 252 page one, which is the truncated version. No, We've got it's the full... 400, 450 page conk. I saw it was quite thick. It is thick. It's a matches thick book. lines up with Mert's head. We've got the so full the book by, engineering book. Yeah, Dr. Laren, all about all about steel, the history of different grades of steel used in knife making and heat treatment. Um, Laren's one of my top sources for heat treating information. Uh, he's he's an incredible resource. His blog that he's been working on for many years now and his book is is just a, a really condensed edited um tightened up slick version of the information he's, he's presented in the past as well as loads of new information with a lot of input and feedback from other other experts experts in the field of metallurgy so his blog is the knife steel nerds yeah yeah that's right yeah no, that's a fantastic place to go he has a phd in he has a phd in metallurgy and he's also happens to be a Son of uh, Devin Thomas, legendary yeah. knife maker, and who popular, who pretty much popularized ABL in his with his early work in late nineties, I believe. Mm. So, uh, so yeah. to answer Facebook users' question, Nitro V yes, RWL thirty four no. What are we getting instead, though? We're getting a big delivery of CPM one fifty four which is the same alloy, the exact same alloy, yeah. uh, except made by Crucible Industries. In America. And we've got another big shipment yeah. of stainless steel coming, which has got some – what are the codes? Come on, spit them out. <laughs> so we've got, we've got a, big, a big delivery through Bola and Odehome of N690, which is uh, a cobalt stainless steel. Yeah. Uh, a lot of sheets of that coming in. We've also got a smaller quantity of uh, – M390 stainless, uh, very, very good quality stainless, 4% vanadium in there, 20% chromium. Um, another smaller quantity of LMAX, which is a very tough, very corrosion-resistant stainless steel, all made in a particle metallurgy process. We've also got that uh, Bowler 26C3 coming in, spicy white. I think Mert enjoys using that. Yeah, yeah you can. It's very spicy easy. white. I posted a I posted a knife I made. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I posted a knife I made using that steel, and has mm. one point twenty five or twenty percent carbon, and it's very easy to control the hamon. It's super clean steel, and after my regular heat treatment regimen, and after two temper cycles, I still was at the <clears> sixty five Rockwell, sixty five mm. point something Rockwell. 
Bit That's not like one point two five one five nine five. What's that? In terms of sharpness, um, a steel like a 26C3 like really can't be beat. It's a it's a carbon razor blade steel. It is. Uh, yeah, 26C3 and and uh, Hitachi White Paper 2 are really at, at the top of the list in terms of how sharp steel can get. You really can't get any sharper than those steels. We've got that coming the- in, quite a lot of it coming in in about, about 3.8 millimeter thick sheets. Sweet. Unless you're using a tool steel wrap, that shit gets fucking sharp. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as sharp as That's good the crisp. sharpest product on earth. Not as good as no. a, not as good as a paper cut. It feels fucking sharp when you cut your hand with it. It certainly does. Mm. Look at it; and cut it deep. cuts deep. It cuts deep. Oh man! So tell us about this one, Timmy. What's this all about? Oh yeah, we're so we're setting up a a branch uh, thirty minutes up from Perth. Oh, well, it's down um, from Perth, but send them the wrong way. Down from okay. Perth, around from South. Look, we're upside down, um, which is pretty exciting. So we'll be running a bulk buy um, for, for free shipping um, out to the branch, and you can pick up from there. Um, and then we'll be doing a regular uh, sort of similar system to up uh, Melbourne and Queensland uh, pickup systems. So we'll be able to send stuff out, and you'll be able to pick up from there. Which is pretty exciting. We're really keen to get that off the ground. Yes, we are. Sweet. Facebook user says CPM one fifty four, basically the American equivalent of RWL thirty four. No, actually RWL thirty four and CPM one fifty four are both um, uh, copied off a Japanese steel called ATS thirty four. So, um, yeah, basically the CPM was before the RWL, I believe, Cole. But anyway, that's history. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, and, and for those of you that don't know, RWL34 is named after Bob Loveless, Robert Waldorf Loveless. They made a steel based on his favorite alloy, ATS34, in the improved uh, particle metallurgy process, but Bob never actually used it as far as I know. No. No shit. Yeah, no, it was named after him. Yeah, and, um, yeah named after him. And it, it was originally ATS34, which is a Japanese version, and then CPM, which is also powder metallurgy, we were doing it. So, yeah, we went with um, CPM this time. We've got a, a batch being rolled for us. Uh, it'll be a significant shipment. It's yeah. still it's still a ways off, but the um, bowler shipment will be in soon. The 1084, 15, and 20 will be yeah. in soon. We've got three pallets of Nitro V and other steels coming in soon. Yeah, about two weeks from now. Two weeks from now, it's going to be ridiculous. We've you got guys have been telling me two weeks several... for months. <laughs> We've been telling you two weeks for, for a long time. The deliveries keep keep getting delayed. We've got some rough seas. We've got some congested ports. Uh, Everything keeps getting put back another two weeks. Yeah, they actually sound like. But our 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 deliveries our deliveries were scheduled for this Friday, uh, the twenty eighth. Rough seas and congested ports put that back a week, Um, and realistically, it's going to be another week after our after our stock docks before we have it on hand. But we've got everything coming in. We've got loads of, of stabilized wood. We've got one millimeter thick 410 stainless for all you guys who want to make uh, folding knives, liners. There's a container full um, of stuff there. We've got, we've got loads of nickel, steel, nickel silver coming in. No shit. Um, loads of 1084, 1084, 15N20, N690, LMAX, well, M390. Bar, bar stock of nickel silver. Yep. Yeah, bar stock. Yeah, good on you. As well bar as pin stock. 
pinstock and barstock yeah, with nickel silver. I'm going to say yeah, this, cool. and I'm going to say it once. I'm going to say it once. If you think nickel silver's good, you're fucking wrong. It's shit. It's Fuck yellow. Off. It tarnishes, an and it's horrible. You suck. No, I don't. Go make your barrel knife out of fucking pure silver then. <laughs> I, I do. I'd rather oh, use geez. pure silver than nickel silver. Yeah, I know. I hate the way it goes I yellow. I like nickel silver. Yeah, but, I like the way it goes yellow. Yeah, but that's because you're it's wrong. Character. It's character card. It's that traditional style. 416 is hilarious. I, I haven't gone back to using brass. I, I like bronze or nickel silver. You don't use 416? Faves. No 416. Not often. Not yeah. often. There you go. Oh, well, fair enough. But anyway, I mean, you know, and it takes all four, four, sixteen, four sixteen stainless is is really hard to beat in terms of a material to use it. It machines beautifully. It makes nice small yeah. chips when you when you're cutting it, when you're filing it, when you're drilling it. Um, it's it's reasonably strong. It takes a, an amazing polish, and it'll stay that way for quite a long time. Yeah, not much, with Tim's grubby mitts all over it. It won't. Much better than nickel silver. So anyway. Um, Timmy, Good what time. else did you have to tell us tonight? Um, oh, what else did I? I the biggest focus really um, is we really want to get that WA branch off the ground. Um, yep. We've set up a, a new knife-making group for uh, WA. So if you're in WA and want to join that, it would be fantastic. Yep. Uh, we'll be hopefully once COVID starts lifting, we'll be starting to uh, launch events over there and, and do all sorts of really fun, interesting things with that. Um, I think there was talks of a makerspace for um, down there at some point once we get things really uh, kicking off. So there's lots of big plans on the future and there's heaps and heaps of stock coming really soon. So um, and just just two, two more weeks, guys, two more weeks. <laughs> two more weeks, fuck everything. So we don't have... Two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. So yeah, we've got to get some. We're going to get some stock over there, and that's happening at the moment. They're uh, getting to the point now where they're going to start picking that stock. Um, we're basically waiting for the steels to come in because no point sending stuff without it. Um, and uh, yeah, the bolt buyers group. Timmy's been clearing a bunch of stuff on there, whole bunch of steels, offcuts, um, non-spec. Yeah, bars. keep an eye on that group because every every random thing we find that that is going to be useful to you. It might be an off-cut. It might be a bar that's too narrow to sell at a standard size or it's been cut in half or something. We'll be putting that stuff up on there. Yeah, Tim's moved yep. a heap of steel on there today. There was um, 1084, 15, and 20, all in non-standard length. I think it's all gone. Yeah, probably. It's all uh, even some L6. There was some L6. Genuine. We saw that. And you can make what a like saw that. out of that stuff. Yeah, people can make an awesome saw and then change that saw into a knife. Oh. Mate. Matt's gone. Matt's gone. <laughs> He's just conserving battery. He's yes. having so much fun. Uh, so he can't uh, see, we can't see Mert's hand head buried into his hands as he's crying over how pathetic this is. Ah, oh, well, it is what it is. We've got to do what we've got to do. I can still hear you, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, hello, Mert. So, yeah, Tim, Tim and Cole. <laughs> Tim and Cole sit next to each other all day. Today they were working together to rebuild a kiln, as, as Tim mentioned before. And um, there we go. Is there anything else you want to spit out, Tim, other than your milk? Um, not milk. Not milk. No, I think I think that's it for tonight. I'll let Cole do the rest of the product promotion. 
Yeah, Cole's, Cole's gone into frozen mode. He looks like, oh, a, looking at the image on the screen at the moment, it's like a, a snapshot <laughs> of a horror movie. It's B-grade horror, isn't it? You're just yeah. waiting for him to come out so, with a knife. Yeah, the, the Bleak Heath Witch. The Bleak Heath <sighs> So there you go. Well, you may as well keep going. What else is there, Timmy? Stickers? You got stickers yeah. made? They're pretty sexy. I've got some here. Yeah, we got some yeah, stickers made. Cool. Um, they're a little smaller than what I wanted, but I think that's just because I'm an idiot. Um, They'll fit on your oh, scooter really well then. If you did they test, will. Corin, how about you do a little movie teaser, Australian Psycho, with Cole Barrett using 3V kitchen <laughs> knife <laughs> with the shower scene. Nice. So nice. Matt Snape says Cole probably actually is frozen, considering it's the Blue Mountains. I wouldn't uh, doubt that. So you'll and be Jody saying. Bishop said Stra and then Sterling all the way. Flexing That's up to no way, man. They no, was, he's that, just doing it in Australia. They were supposed to be. the US guys, there you go. They were supposed to be 400 millimeters, but he wrote 40 centimeters. But anyway. <laughs> they look pretty good. If you nice one, Tim. Look, it's fine. It's fine. I'll get them reprinted. No, you won't. They cost a fortune. We're not doing that. Get them out there. Yeah, lucky you made the stuff up. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm really proud of that. Reaper. Reaper. Flexing Reaper. See? Oh, no, that's not. That's Necro Reaper. He's <laughs> nah, a funny one. Just a, a big shout out to Andrew Smith who did the, the artwork for that. Thanks, Look that. mate. Look at that, man. Fucking Flexing Reaper. Gotta love it. So, yeah, for the I benefit the of the podcast, Reaper. it's the Reaper Flexing. Check him out. Check out. It's all our. Um, Trademarked, um, trademarked artwork and so forth. Done again by Andrew Smith, and I don't know what just happened. Can anyone hear me? I ran out of milk. I just I think this freaky. episode should say <laughs> bad connection. It oh, should be the Cole, if you can picture it, Cole looks like sort of the. Um, Blackheath Yowie, like got a head head of black hair and a beard. Guys, <laughs> really not stimulating for anyone that's listening. Cole? It's not stimulating for those people who are listening to the podcast version and can't see this image. But it's just it's a picture frozen. Looks like Corin's come back. Man, uh, man. play with himself. For this a is few a minutes. shocker. This is a shocker. Well, this is the worst connection yeah. night we've had. I don't think you're gonna put. I don't think we're gonna publish this on a on a what's name as a podcast, will we? Oh, yeah, yes, we will. Tim. We will, but Tim. we'll have to edit it really heavy. Tim, there's a question from um, yep. John Kerry: When are the hammers going up that Jason Ellard's made? We, we, oh, they're Jesus. not going to make it up. We're still, we're buying them. They're fucking <laughs> nice hammers. They are mint. They're yeah, they were a sponsorship. They, they were a sponsorship deal. Make they were them. not a sponsorship deal. We're paying him for those. Um, we just one day when we get one round day. to it. When we get round to it. When my when my accountant remembers. Uh, no, no, seriously, those hammers are schmick. We were all playing with one in the lunchroom, and um, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, they schmick. Uh, the forty mil stickers. All the stickers are available with bulk buy purchases of the belts. You should get. Um, 
You should get some stickers with every bolt buy. And we'd love you guys to get online and show people the belts, show what they're capable of. We think they're the best that have, that have ever been released in the knife industry. And, um, Oh, we hope you feel the same. And it's not just a name. Like we know there's some out there that don't live up to the hype. Uh, like, what can I say? Uh, these these things dudes, are killer, man. Killer. They're, they're killer. Combat. Combat. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's getting edited out. But uh, I think you said cabbage. No. Yeah, I was combating my cough. About I was I was combating my cough. We sell shredders right, as well if you right. want to go down that path. But these belts are absolutely mint. The price is unbelievable. If you look online, we're like thirty percent cheaper. The price the is unbelievable. And and this is the, like the never to be never be to repeated. Klingspor have said to us, we're never doing this again. But we want people to use them. You guys do it, and we'll get people get them in the hands of people basically, and that's what we're doing. Um. Is Cole, yep. are you there? Can you hear us? No. Ah, well, He's gone. I'll remove him and try and add him again. And then if that doesn't work, um, we'll have to figure out something else that's more better. That's a shame. More better. Yeah. More, better. more better. More better. Much more better. Here we go. I'll add him again. Can Here you hear go. us, Cole? Is he frozen? Well, no, he's not even there. Be. Might be. He might be stiff and cold. Tim, Tim, do your best cold impersonation while he's not on. Fuck, I can't be a robot. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> how, uh, Corey Cunningham says, how long can he buy the belts at that bolt buy price? Um, we had, The bolt buy is still open, and Klingspor have given us until I think it's mid-September. And um, at, after mid-September, it'll be all over. Um, I'm going to get one yep. more order Red into Rover. It. So I'm just probably about mid-September, yep. we'll place another order with them to pick up whatever's left. And um, uh, and there we go. Everybody's locked in and you'll get your belts. It'll just take some time because they've got to come out from Germany. And be, to get the price for what we did, we're going to see freedom. I mean, it is what it is, right? So, yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah. So <clears throat> you want the price? I visited... Um... I visited the factory in at Klingspor um, yesterday, just the one in Sydney. Um, they've got a bunch of rolls of the red one uh, being cut up and just uh, strips being made at the moment, but they're still going to have to see freight in a bunch of the belt material. Um, so if you don't get your belts on the first uh, lot, we're really sorry. We tried to get as much much out as, as possible, but... Um, there's just such a huge quantity, and, and I don't think Klingspot was expecting how many belts we were going to buy from them because they've never, they've never really thought the industry was that big until now, and now they've really opened their eyes. So, Good on them. Yeah, well done. Yeah, and, and look, the important thing here is that you love them. If you don't love them, uh, I have no hesitations in saying just pack them all back up in a box, send them back, I'll give you back your money. There's no hesitation yeah. whatsoever in saying that because the, the what I've got now from – um, like Sean McIntyre from Bruce Barnett from Name Drop, Name Drop here, the guys at Thale Valley Forge. <clears throat> I I just can't imagine that we're going to have anybody else think that they're, that they're not the best. I mean, it depends on what you're doing though. And if they're not for you, pack them up, send them back. No problem. Give you back your money. And just with the next comment down, <laughs> Corin, about from Corey, uh, okay, hmm, is six packs enough? Remember, one pack is 12 belts. So Sean's getting 
Um, <clears throat> not enough. Yeah, one pack is 12 belts. You don't need six packs, man. Fuck. No. <laughs> what? You can buy That's six packs. That's what I say packs. about my abs, too. I mean to say, if you want to get six packs, I'm here for you. Like, I'm your friend, right? That's because I'm a salesman. That's my job. But if if I'm realistic, all right, uh, that's a lot of belts. You need to be making a lot of knives. How many? How long would it take you to churn through six packs, Kev? Oh, a decent amount of time. I think I've ordered uh, first round 10 packs of each, but I teach. Yeah, you've got three grinders I'll, running. Before, before, yeah, before the uh, group buy's done, I'll order another five packs of each yeah. um, on mine. But that's like professional plus running classes. Look, six packs, while it's at that price, if you've got the coin there to buy them, buy them because you're not getting them cheaper. Well, mm, They'll never be as cheap. No. They'll never be as cheap. Buy, buy six It doesn't packs, go bad, guys. Stick yeah, them in the yeah, drawer. No, that's Belts not, that's won't not go true. Bad. They do. The, the joint goes after about three or four years, the joint goes. So just yeah, three four well, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, you got to think from my perspective. I'm making knives that are like this big. <laughs> That's three or four knives. Oh, one fuck. belt. One belt's going to be just sweet for fucking four years. Yeah. Corin got upset. One belt, three years. It's finally snapped, and he was trying to get a refund on it. Fuck yeah. Mate, like 2014. Should still be good. And and I and I bought it secondhand <laughs> off someone. Anyway, that's all right. Darwin. <laughs> I could ship. I could ship my worn belts up to you, and I reckon you could make knife a knife out of them. Well, that's all right. Like some of the best knife makers in Australia just use worn belts, mate. I know. I know. I'm not going to let that one die. No, um, not at all. So yeah, go. six six packs. Get them. Yeah, those thirty six grit green cling spores. Uh, it depends. There's green and there's red. There's the the Necro Reaper and the Reaper. <clears throat> the the 36 grit is good, but the 24 grit that is one angry mother belt. Do not be in the way of that if the tape lets go. It's for you, Kev. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, don't get your thumb stuck in that sucker. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll release photos of my thumb injury one day. A select number of people have seen it. It's reasonably gruesome. I did a good effort. And that was with a 50-grid blaze belt. Maybe I should do it on the other hand with a 50-grid clean spore reaper and see if it takes Mm. out the same amount of material. I want to see you do it with a 24-grid necro. 24-grid necro is what's going to where it's at. (laughs) That's where it's at, man. Yeah. That shit's just going to splay blood and guts everywhere. So watch your fingers. That's why we call them killer abrasive belts. Go up one... Go up one from Jamie's Kilg Spore belts. Best and Aaron recommendations. Oh, is man. that from the Middle Earth? Kilg Spore. Kilg Spore is the Middle Earth belts. Here's Cole back again. They come specifically for dwarven folk to make axes. So basically, grit recommendations. Um, Cole's probably the best one to talk about this. Cole, what's your grit recommendations for the Kling Spore? <clears throat> I can tell you what I use personally. I really, really like the 40 grit, uh, neck, uh, just a red reaper belt. That's, that's my primary belt for stock removal, whether it's uh, beveling or profiling. And I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say it, but I like to skip straight to 120 grit. So I skip 60, yeah, I skip 80 better. and go straight to 120 yeah. grit. Um, after that, 
yeah, it's it's all um, well. Something I've noticed about the 120 grit is it leaves such a consistent finish that I'll just leave it at 120 grit before I go to heat treat. When I got Sean McIntyre to so review them, so the consistency them, of the finish with the 120 grit belt is is really nice. When I got Sean McIntyre to review them, the first belt that he used was the 120 grit, and his he basically rang me up and said it's the best 120 grit I've ever used ever. So, yeah, it's the only one he likes. <clears throat> so, that was pretty um pretty big, pretty big words I thought. So anyway, that's enough about Necros. Yeah. Let's talk more about something else. Kev, uh, Cole. Uh, He's spinning, spinning rims again. Too fucking hard, man. All right. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, Timmy, you're going to have to edit this episode fairly heavily. Uh, I can't wait. No. You Got can't. your work cut out for you now, don't you, Timmy? Timmy. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's wrap up Timmy time. We'll do some viewer questions. Cole, I'm very sorry, man, that we couldn't get this to work, but it's um, <clears throat> I think it's just a state I of think, the... I, I think we need Tim to exit on the theme song. All right. Oh, that sounds yes, like a great let's, idea. Let's do that. Timmy. He's Knife maker. Jimmy, what's going on? Gamaco Artisan Supplies. Knife Making Down Under Podcast. I can't watch that intro and not fucking crack myself. If you're listening to that on a podcast, all right, you're just missing everything. It's. You really are that the Timmy time, um, the Timmy time. It's worth joining us live at least once. Is is it cracks me up? I, I don't know if it maybe cracks everybody else up. We've got another like me, but... add into that intro. What was that? We've got another clip to add into that intro. That was the one you showed nice. me today. Yeah, that was um, you know <clears throat> that was fair on mint. Uh, can I tell them yeah. what it is? Basically, Cole was heat training. No, 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 no. no. Nah, you Leave got, it for a surprise. I'll, I'll tell you, it's funny Come as fuck. It's, you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? Oh, oh, yeah. So Cole's yes. heat treating some blades at work today or, or whatever. I don't know when it was. They come out of the cryo and who sticks his tongue on and gets it stuck on a blade? <laughs> Timmy. It's Timmy. They come out of liquid nitrogen at 196. And I'm thinking, how am I going to explain this to work cover? Frostbite on a tongue. I'm like, dudes, dudes. I can explain. I can explain. <laughs> no, it'd be like, I can explain. I can explain. <laughs> so yeah, Timmy, Timmy with uh, Timmy with oh. liquid nitrogen and a blade. That was it. Was fairly funny video. So hopefully that makes it up. Um, he did get it off. Uh, you'll be, it just warmed up a little bit, uh, a little bit of frostbite. We're all good. Timmy, no, that's funny. That's why I needed extra milk tonight. Um, so, Jay Cross, on the on thing of those He's got dogs, no sense go, of taste, go for it, mate. that's okay. Yeah, Jay it's Cross, like Mike Tyson now. All right, yeah. so <laughs> let's skip this because this is Mike Tyson. <laughs> I love this you, Cole. Timmy Tyson. But the internet connection is shite. So let's get a couple of uh, let's get a couple of questions done. And hopefully it all yep. works out. Um, Kev, you got you're ready there. 
Yep. Apart from you were talking about Aaron Wilburn before. Apart from Aaron, who are your primary people that you look for for inspiration? And he's gone. <laughs> Fuck it. Fucking over. Or, it. I'm out. Or, I'm out. I like. I like Timmy's knives. I like Timmy's knives. Timmy's knives are great. This is Timmy Tyson. <laughs> this is Timmy Tyson with the news. All right, I'll We've ask the questions. On all sorts of <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll ask the Funny. questions and you answer as if you call. Um, I don't think that's going to work, is it? Nah, that's not going to work. Oh, fuck. Oh, he's back again. Anyway. Is he? Yeah, look at that. Jeez. We've yeah. still got we've still got fifty yeah. listeners. I can't believe it's stuck around. Did, did you hear my question? I would have bailed ages ago. Yeah, you about, about influences in, in terms of knife makers. Yes. Yep. Yes. Let's see. Like the the, the production knives that Bark River and Boosie do have been pretty influences in terms of my, my outdoor knives. Um, but for other knife makers, I I really like a lot of what uh, Dan Keffler does, especially in terms of his. In terms of his excellent design. No, just stop. In terms of his. Uh, uh, his interest in metallurgy in terms of heat treatment and the materials he uses. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yep. But I okay. can also hear Kaya. <laughs> it's just not getting any. For fuck's sake, Kaya. It's just not getting any better. <laughs> what what an episode! This probably will never make it to the. To the Timmy will Timmy will turn it into a twenty minute interview. He'll turn it into something. <laughs> um, so, what's the best knife that you've made to date, and where can people go and have a look at it? Well, it really depends on the intended application. I think um, in terms of the knife I've spent the most time, the most uh, amount of time working on it would be this, this buoy. Oh, I'll, I've put up a share screen. I'll just Hang stop on. that. Fucking hell, Goran. Yeah, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> um, no, Instagram, if you scroll down, you can see it on Instagram. You can also see it in all, all 25 separate pieces on Instagram. But um, All right, okay. So I'll just start oh, yes. flicking through. Do I go this way? Well, we can't see now, so you have to bloody... Oh, right. Oh, I see that. Right, I'm on it. Yeah. I'll find it. Yeah, that's lovely. I'll find it. I'm just sharing the screen, and I'll get up on Instagram. <clears throat> For those that are wondering, Cole. look up Cole underscore Barrett underscore BMT oh, on Instagram. Fuck. <coughs> fuck what? <laughs> what happened with Murchis then? Oh, fuck no. I don't He's, know. We've had an accident. What happened? I... <laughs> What the Quick, fuck? call an ambulance. What's wrong? He's having a stroke. He's having a conniption. This is this is this is the fucking connection to my microphone. I just broke it. <laughs> what a fucking episode. <laughs> what a pack of screw ups. You sound That's you've never sounded one. better. What a pack of You've never sounded ups. better. Am I going back much further <laughs> what, than this, Cole? Oh, like is one. this it? There it, there. there it is there. There it is there. there. Right. Happy days. So I'm pulling it up on the screen. Beautiful. Got a um, – what's that handle, Cole? Get rid of Tim's comment. Get rid of Timmy's comment oh, for us. Timmy. The handle on the buoy? Yeah. Yes. 
It was uh, Alpha and Super Tusk, Synthetic Ivory. What did you think of it? Okay, don't Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Oh, that's all right. And, oh, okay, that's all right. That's pretty highly rated. Yeah, Eight that. out of ten. It's it's a bit it's a bit softer than I would ideally like in an ivory substitute, but yep. in terms of appearance, it's really good. Very easy to work too. Hey, that's a good picture. Cole, what do you have in your workshop, mate? Sorry, can you say that again, Matt? What do you use in your workshop? What kind of tools do you have in your workshop? Uh, my primary tools are a Wilmont LB1000 grinder. I've had that for yep. probably getting on five years now. Yeah. I'll find a picture of his workshop because um, it's pretty epic. Here's his, um, here's his lathe for making rings. <laughs> for those oh, that's one of my other favorite tools, uh, a cordless, uh, sorry, uh, um, a very speed router. Very yeah. versatile. So basically, I Cole, use that a lot with carbide burrs. Cole puts a carbide burr on there <laughs> and makes incredible stuff. Here he is on Instagram making a ring that you'd normally do on a lathe, and he's just yeah smashing it out on a on a router. I mean, I don't even know people. I've never seen people do that before. So yeah. No, I had some very concerned comments on there. They're saying, "Isn't that dangerous?" Well, I don't know. Probably. I'll tell you, Probably. I've still got haven't my fingers. Lost a finger yet. Yeah. <clears throat> like knife, knife making is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, we're not recommending anybody do that for legal reasons, just incidentally. But if yes. you do do it uh, and and it works for you, yeah, happy days. Like, you know. Also, whatever. we don't recommend jumping across small creeks holding children. No. Oh, fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't got a fuck you, Kev, out of you yet. I've got to try. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you that. Fuck you, Kev. So, Colin, do you remember at the beginning of, of, of this episode, you asked how everybody was, and I said, I'm still sore. Yes, you did. So, yeah, this last, last weekend, we went to a beach, and there's a little creek right at the entrance of the beach, and you're going to beach to get wet, right? It's beach, there's sand. And as a sensible parent, my wife asked me the kids to remove the shoes. And I said, no, I don't need to remove my shoes. And there's like a six foot, like almost two meter wide creek. I said, it's okay, I'll just jump. And I didn't just jump. I held my son. I fucking did full reenactment of the die hard. I, I took a little running start and I had my little guy under my arm. And I jumped, I jumped across the creek. It felt perfect. Like I felt my tiny hair still dancing in the wind. And I landed. I fucking sprained my ankle. And I let my son go. So I don't I don't tumble with him. But as soon as I let him go, I realized I had no fucking hand to brace for impact. And I just, yeah, I just fucking land on my ribs. So that's what this asshole Kev is referring about. <laughs> I bruise my fucking ribs. <laughs> it's not the bruising of the ribs that was funny. It was the it's leading bruising on my up fucking to the ego bruising. Was... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was about to say A to Z blades, A to Z, however you want to call it, eight Z. Um, tips on how to rust prevent before gluing a handle on. Buy some, um, or Cole would say, 
use high quality stainless. For That's those right. of us that don't use high quality 13% stainless, thirteen percent chromium. It's all you need. Buy some Ren wax. What what merch show on there? Renaissance wax. Will the epoxy still sit stick to that? Under the no, head? but you just you not you put it on the areas that you're not going to put the glue on. Yeah, well, and that'll protect the blade. Where it's glued, it, it really shouldn't rust. If the glue, if the glue adheres properly, um, you get no air there. You shouldn't get rust. So, <clears throat> that's yeah. So do it on the blade, but do it on the and blade. leading into the bolsters or into your guard, and then you'll be right. But yeah, Ren wax, or or dry it and tape it up with um, tissue paper and tape. Uh, Leanne Calabro, um, possibly if it's open and we can travel and it doesn't cost five thousand dollars to fly there, you just got to make sure he doesn't book classes during the same time. Well, no, I won't be doing that, but (laughs) I won't be driving there because you you won't be able to get through any other borders. So it depends, it depends all on what happens in the next six months, three months, whatever it is, with um, flights. But yes, I'd love to go there because I didn't get there this year, which was a real pain in the ass because I booked classes. Um, and no, we would like to put it down to too many beers, but unfortunately, we are just Muppets. No, nah, too many beers, yeah. Nah, we're just doing the best we can, guys. Uh, and it's not very good. Yeah. We know that. But, you know, you've got to piss with the dick you got. So anyway, going back to going yeah. back to our special guest. Oh, he's gone. Fuck, Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My phone is dying, guys. Yeah, right. Hey, fuck it. I'm, oh. in. I'm over it. That's that's long enough of us fucking around like idiots, isn't it? Timmy yeah. can Tim, Timmy can edit it in ten minutes of Gamaco ads. For oh, that's sake. all right. Cole can edit in his answers. What we'll do, we'll just record the questions. Timmy sits next to Cole bring at up, the office. Bring up Andrew Smith's. Bring he up Andrew Smith's comment answers. for a second. Which one's Andrew Smith? Guys, I actually, I have bottom. an idea, guys. Guys, I have a recommendation. How about we do this questionnaire? If you if you interview somebody, if we do this interview on one on one and edit to the podcast, maybe does it does it make sense? Uh, yeah, but then we I, miss out on all this bloody shit. We can't we'll sound like, like we'll sound like those other bloody podcasts, mate. We'll start sounding reasonably professional and half decent. Hey, go, Michael. I know you. Stonecross Files always going to make survival knife. You can check out his. Uh, he's oh. got a good YouTube channel. They invited him on Naked and Afraid one time, and he didn't go. I don't think. The same as my missus. I don't think his missus was too happy about it. I was thinking, oh, yeah, right. You know, it'll be pretty good, but yeah. Well done. No mouse clicking sounds. God, everyone wants to pick on us tonight. Fucking over it. I know, it's especially Snapey. Yeah, I put my computer up higher. I got myself one of these mice. Look, it's got it's got a cord and a little light. So yeah. It's down here now. Fuck yeah. Look, mum, I'm on the podcast. Good on you, Timmy. But everyone's looking at me Facebook. Jesus. How do I get rid of that off the screen? <laughs> Pull that shit down. <laughs> All right. Well, we did uh, our best. Um, so, yeah. Look what a week off does for us. We, we end up just like we always are. Yeah. Anyway, all right. The goal is a little bit of light entertainment. Um, yep. Yeah, got We got to give Cole credit for coming on 
But like I said, where he's living, it's just not great for NBN, obviously. And I, just, I, think, and, I uh, think we've all had internet and issues And his 33.3K modem can't <laughs> handle it as he's just put on. Yeah, well, he needs to get one of those 56K dial-ups. Remember them? They were awesome. Yeah. They were the best. Um, yeah. That anyway. was the uh, pre-sound pre, pre to pornography. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was horrible. <laughs> Thank you, for everybody, for sticking with us. Thank you for hearing us out. Um, Mert uh, is promised us another lullaby, so do stick around for that. He did promise. He said that if he doesn't do a lullaby, he'll show us his nipple, so it's one or the other. Oh, I want a lullaby. Oh, oh, a lullaby. Lullaby. Oh, lullaby. 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 Come on, man. You already got my lullaby recorder. Just play that at, during edit. Tell us in the comments if you want to hear a lullaby from Mert. We just need critical mass in the comments, and he will do it. All right, he's a sucker for peer pressure. Nobody wants to. Oh, yeah. well, that's all right then. And we'll we'll organise Cole to come on and do a bit of a technical podcast with us one other time, where we can go into a bit more depth about the stainlesses that he so loves and uses and promotes and and doesn't sell to the public because he brings them in and hoards them to himself. Um, we'll bring him on, and he can talk about that another time. Well, Maybe I, during work hours when he gets better reception. Yeah, yeah, or something. Come on, guys. Here come Maybe the lullabies. Come on, Mert. There's heaps now. Maybe maybe when Timmy's tongue stuck to some Sub-Zero steel again. So let's have a lullaby okay, to Metallica, Mert. Let's do it. I will, I, will, I will play a lullaby next week live. How about that? I'll play one right. next week. That's, that's man, look at the little rip. Come on, look at this, man. We've There's got like Brad Stone's comments. asking for nipple. Uh, Brad Stone wants Brad nipple. Stone's asking for nipple. <laughs> There's one in every crowd. It's usually me. I'm going to have to get a pre-recorded one for the weeks when he gets some um, stage fright. Yeah. And the other when thing we the other thing we used to do to get him to do it is we'd pretend that we'd finished recording, right? Until. <laughs> well, you're blowing that now. <laughs> so see you later, guys. Oh, I'm not recording anymore. Oh, I've turned it off. Motherfuckers! <laughs> uh, no worries. Lee and Calebro has got some words of wisdom for you there. And um... no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> I was seeing if I could find the one which we had as a recording. <laughs> oh, uh, I said it to one. you, didn't I? You'll find it. Oh, yeah, and I can't remember where. Enter Sandman. Anyway. That's all good. Well, we can. Yeah, it's the, that's coming. The video of Tim with his tongue stuck to a knife. Not angry. I'm disappointed. Yeah, we're all disappointed in him. Sorry, guys. Did our best. Well, thanks for your support, guys. Thank you, guys. For listening to us. Say we didn't try. More than a year. We tried. Yeah, more than a year. Yeah. And, and what? Yeah, a year this is almost. This was almost as crap as our first episode. We've gone back. Well, we did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. We did it, was, it on purpose. It was a retro, a retro recording, Kev. Retro. Yeah. Came it came a, came along according to plan entirely. Oh, no, because can you think back? Seriously, though, think back to the first episode that we put up and how many comments we got complaining about just how shit the sound was. Can you guys fix the sound? I went back and listened to it and it's shit. But we didn't Hang really on, just, know. Can I just get a, just a can I get a moment of your time? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mert, everyone's asking for a lullaby, dude. So we're going to hand it over to you. Mert, take it away. 
get in the bed, motherfuckers. It's time to sleep. Turn off the light, you fucking can't. It's bedtime. Motherfucker! Sleep tight. <laughs> You're not thirsty. There are no demons underneath the bed. Just fucking sleep. Oh, nice. Hey, All right. Thanks, Be man. careful what you wish for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But listening, listening to your listening to your lullaby. It just brought back so many memories of having a younger child. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, everybody that's had kids can relate to that because we've all sung that lullaby. Um, yes. After, you know. Anthony Kittle, Anthony Kittle, thank you for lying and Anthony trying to make us feel better. Anthony it's a great show. Excellent show. Look at that. <laughs> We, 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 we appreciate having demented old people on here. <laughs> and um, Timmy wants your hip slip. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to end the broadcast. See you later. See ya. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Um, Bye. I'm sorry, but we're not sorry. <laughs> <laughs>